another episode of the virulent news toxic habits and attitudes i'm your host wayne bibbs if this is your first time joining us welcome and if you're a returning listener thank you and let's turn this into a non-toxic habit and subscribe to the show there are so many things i want to share with you and i don't want you to miss them so please subscribe the main point of this podcast is to talk about all the things that we allow to interfere with our creative interests. For the purposes of the podcast, we focus on writing, performing, or hosting. But in reality, the discussion can be applied to anything in our lives. Everyone has a list of things they have to do, uh, earn a living, provide for your family, etc. But how many of you have ever dreamed of, of being a writer or, uh, or an actor? or a photographer, <laughs> or hosting your own podcast, or anything creative, only to be met with discouraging remarks and criticisms from others around you. Those are some of the toxic attitudes we're sometimes faced with. I've experienced that pain firsthand, but I'm lucky enough to have a great support system in my wife who constantly pushes me and encourages me. And I have to tell you, it means the world to me. I know a lot of people don't have that support system in their lives, and they sometimes allow that lack of support or that abundance of ridicule to stop them from following through on their goals. That is a toxic habit, and avoiding that habit is the point of this show. I want to be that support for you, and I want to let you know that you can do it, that you can take a little time to do the things you want to do along with the things you need to do, that you don't have to choose one or the other and limit yourself. You need to know and believe that. Having said that, I want to share a little something with you. A couple of years ago, I met a, uh, a young woman at uh, one of the book clubs to which I belong, and she was an erotica writer. She had written, just written a book, and I was looking on Amazon to see if I could find it. I never did find the book, but while I was looking for it, I came across uh, a book with the title, The Photographer's Story. Now, the fact that I'm a photographer meant that it intrigued me anyway, and the cover art on the book certainly didn't hurt my interest. So I started reading it, and it turned out to be really good. And I, I read it through, and I read about the author at the end and his wife. Uh, he and his wife are a team in terms of uh, writing erotic and virtually everything else, from what I can tell. When I started doing the podcast, I reread the book. And I said, you know what? These are the kind of people I need to have on the show. So I contacted them, and they were kind enough to agree to come on and share some of their insights and literary history with you. So if you will, please allow me to introduce to you Kyle Cannon, author, photographer, and his lovely wife and co-host, Lily Cannon. Folks, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks. We're, we're actually, we're honored to be here. The honor is all mine, I assure you. Uh, I want to give you just a, a couple minutes here to kind of tell everyone more about yourself. I was going to include it in the introduction, but I said, nah, I think it's <laughs> best to let them tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to let you guys take it away. Go ahead. 
Oh, I'll try to I'll try to give the uh, short version. So you you said um, I I'm an author and I'm also a photographer and Lily has been my model for a lot of shoots. Um, uh, I'll let you in on a little secret. I I tend to prefer landscape shooting to people, but when it's a choice between landscape and Lily, I'll choose Lily all the time. <laughs> but um, right. so I uh, a lot of our erotica writing and Lily and I have co-written a book together and uh, she's also been my my muse for several and and my uh, sounding board for several but um, most of my stories are based uh, loosely somewhat on our lives or so, our fantasies or our fantasies um, we we tell people we are nudists first and swingers second we've you know experienced both both things Um and uh, that tends to be the um, direction of my books. I, I, my books, I really want to talk about uh, polyamory. I like to bring in strong female characters who are not um, being taken advantage of. Uh, they're, they're in control of their own lives. Um, most of my female leads, I've had several readers who, who know us joke that they're all of my female leads are Lily. And I have to admit, you know, I, I have learned that writing about things that you experience or know about mm -hmm. tends to give added life to, to your work. And so my female leads, the strong ones are really modeled after Lily, who's one of the strongest women I've ever known. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and as he said, I am, uh, model and and cover model for several of the books this particular podcast logo is um my work and uh, i also do audiobooks as well so i have read many of kyle's books but i have also read for several other authors as well so yeah she's actually become a hot commodity in the uh, voice uh vocal artist um yeah, area the audiobook but, world um we we also i lily mentioned this we had started a podcast several years ago and you know if we get a chance to talk about it that would be fun because we we discouraged ourselves from doing it because we didn't think we had the creative juice to make it last for as long as it has and mm -hmm. we're going on 100 episodes now so we're we're pretty proud of that yeah and trust me, we are going to talk about that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. That's, that's going to happen. But uh, I, I, I really appreciate what you just said there because you sort of gave me the lead in to the very first thing I wanted to ask, which is, um, you mentioned that uh, when you, when your friends were reading your books, uh, they saw the female characters and said, "This is Lily. All of these are Lily." What yeah? What, what was the reaction that you got? Before we get into to that any more deeply, I want to find out what was the reaction when you told the people that you know you felt you could trust that you were going to be writing these novels. Well, I'll definitely want Lily to chime in on this, but the the truth is, um, in our lives right now, we we've had to separate the the nudist swinger side of our lives and in my writing mm -hmm. from our business side and personal side, and and we we have some friends who cross over on on all areas, but we've got a group of friends that we call our our pre-lifestyle friends, mm -hmm. and then a group of friends that are our post-lifestyle friends. So our our post-lifestyle friends um, who've read the books are the ones who who just jumped right on it right away. And, and, and they realized that I was writing about Lily. And actually, Lily um, realized it right away. I didn't tell her when I was writing the photographer's story. Um, it was um, I, I, I had actually been writing some science fiction and, and it hadn't been going over well. And I thought, well, this is a big part of our lives, the, the photography and, um, and you know, getting, getting into nudism. And so I thought, I'm just going to write about that and see what happens. So I wrote, wrote this book and I told Lily, I wrote a 
I wrote an erotic book and I had a sci-fi book and I put, put them both on Amazon and, and if you sold a copy of the erotica book that you would tell me, yeah, <laughs> and, and like, he wasn't going to tell me unless he, unless it actually sold, unless it actually sold. And that's kind of where it all came from. And so I had never read it. I didn't know he was writing it. Um, didn't know that he was self-publishing or anything like that. And so it's, it sold and it sold actually quite a bit at the very beginning. And, and it's still selling and very well. Right. And so it well, I like was to think I helped with that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> That's absolutely. I bought it. <laughs> and then I read it and I said, oh, this is this is our life. This is a lot of our life, um, obviously, you know, embellished and mm. and um, taken fantasy into it as well. And so um, I definitely saw myself in it, too. But it is fun to hear people say that know me and that read it they're like oh yeah this is yeah the, the things yeah. that you say the the dialogue that he puts in there it's very much things that i actually say out loud and my personality comes through mm -hmm. in the photographer series very much so yeah it kind of sounds that way i mean just uh this is the the first time that we've ever actually spoken mm -hmm. and i'm kind of hearing it you know <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hearing the character yeah as, as as well as you know the person yeah which uh in in my opinion uh, and in my experience is, is the hallmark of a good writer if you can if you can capture someone's personality in the written word then you're doing a great job thank you and, i appreciate uh, it. I, 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 could, I could pick it up <laughs> <laughs> I, I i feel like um for me and I think this is because Lily and I are so close writing her as part of, as the main character in a lot of the books was easy. Um, and, and I obviously love the strong female characters yeah, because yeah. that's very much something that I promote in everything I do in my life is the, you know, positive female and the strong, positive woman. Yeah, absolutely. Lily, let me ask you a question real quick again, based on uh, some of the things that you just said. Uh -huh. uh, from reading uh, the 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 dialogue, mm. is Kyle really as as attentive and and romantic as he would seem in the book? <laughs> yes, <laughs> hands down. Yes. So we have this joke that he is so much more attentive and observant and thoughtful than I am. And that it's not that I'm not thoughtful. It's that I don't think of the, the, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. No, well, it, uh, no, and I'm going to jump in here. She, <laughs> she is incredibly thoughtful and caring. Mm -hmm. It's just, um, I tend to, I, I would tend to lean towards the remembering the, minutia if that's a fair way the, yeah. the small stuff sure yeah, you're detail oriented yeah yeah and she does the the big things um i mean She's the big picture woman yes yeah ab absolutely <laughs> <laughs> details it's it's microvision versus macrovision but and, mm -hmm. and here's a good example so i i she proofs a lot of what i write and i'm gonna say this so that everybody listening understands um I, if if there's an issue in my writing, it's all me. It's not her. <laughs> but she'll proof my writing and she'll be my toughest critic and say, mm -hmm. you know, you need to use commas here. Or you, you know, this just didn't make any sense at all. I know what you're trying to say, but it didn't make any sense. So say it differently. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> okay, so you have one of those too. <laughs> <laughs> my my wife does exactly the same thing, uh, and just like the two of you, we're partners in everything that we do uh my book catalyst uh probably would not have been published if it weren't for her i was working on the book for years and i don't mean but one or two i mean i'm not even going to tell you how many yeah. years and i would write throw it away start all over just you know several times i did this she got tired of it and she basically just said publish it damn it <laughs> <laughs> and she went over and she looked she gave me her her opinion and a lot of times she turned out to be right mm. and the times that she was wrong i kept it to myself 
<laughs> and, and you know the end result is I had my my novel published. But mm, yeah, she's she's uh, you know a partner with the podcast and everything. We do everything together. Yeah, and yeah. and that's exactly we do all of our things mm-hmm. that I I proofread and and I may not get to every detail of every book. So um, when he says that his mistakes are his, I will let him honor that <laughs> and I'll let him take that because I may not get to every chapter. I try to skim as much as I can and do the the grammar checks as much as I can. But, and, and it's hard. And the continuity like, checks. Yeah. Like I try to mm-hmm. do that as well. And, sure. and it's hard when you have day jobs yes. and try to balance that. But yes. Um, but she, that I'm, I'm serious in saying the mistakes are mine because she's an, <laughs> she's an amazing editor when it comes to checking proofing and, mm. and spending some time with uh, the books that, uh, I've written. I had to ask, uh, about Kyle being that romantic because, uh, gotta tell you, I haven't read a lot of erotica, mm-hmm. but I have never read so many I love you's and <laughs> <laughs> and whatever else in in one book. I think in in just in the photographer's story, you said I love you, both of you, more than all the rest of the stories I've read together. <laughs> uh, forget, forget about actual, you know, movies. At, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. love you thing just doesn't show up. Usually it's okay. I just met you and 17 seconds later, the sheets are getting mangled. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's this something not like that. That No. And, and that's, I, I'm, I'm grateful that you picked up on that because mm-hmm. even though I, I, when I first started publishing the books, when I first published the photographer's story, I was really adamant about trying to call it romantic erotica. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that that's not a catchphrase that's out there a whole lot. But I really wanted people to understand that the, the sex was going to be graphic and real and, um, and erotic. erotic. Mm-hmm. But there was a story to it. And there was there were characters involved because to me, there's nothing more erotic than real than, love than, than real love than than the relationships that people can have with each other and uh, you know uh, what playing off of what you just said i don't think that happens with a wham bam thank you ma'am one night stand kind of thing well right. and i think a, a a typical romance novel so if you're looking at just something that is is romance they do a lot of the cat and mouse kind of thing that mm-hmm. it's you know, the the aloof woman or that they're trying to find each other and there's something. Um, and the the fact that the photographer's story really kind of starts with Kyle and Lily falling in love with each other. And then yeah. they you watch their their love story in a completely different way than a romance novel would do it. Um well, and and I wanted, and I don't know that I did a great job with this, but part of what I wanted to do is show the the trust that a loving couple can have and how that can lead to a more polyamorous kind of relationship. Yeah. Or being explorative in your relationship that an an open relationship. A lot of people think that it has uh, hidden agendas or that people are cheating or that they have these deep desires to be away from their partner or whatever it is. And that's not what we want to, that's not the message we want to send because our relationship is probably stronger than most couples ever out there. And in, in the years we've been together, we have never spent a night apart. Never. Mm. And, and we never will. I mean, that's one of our, one of our packs to each other is, mm-hmm. um, we we will be together mm-hmm. that's that I, I love that um but lily like you were saying people think that uh and and let's just make sure that everybody is getting this mm. uh listeners kyle and lily live this to a degree yeah, yeah. Embellishments, mm, to a degree. embellishments aside yeah they have experienced <laughs> they have experienced this to a degree so there there's uh, a little bit of uh, you want to call it home cooking or truth and advertising. <laughs> right. They do uh, you know what what you're what you're reading about when you read their stories? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can understand how people might see 
this, you know, in, in that way, like, oh, okay, they just want to have the option of getting with other people and not feel the guilt of it. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, it's coming across, at least to me, mm-hmm. uh, a little differently. It's, yeah, it's, it's deeper than that. And it's hard to explain to someone who may not be even remotely open to the concept. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, it's something that we talked about for years before mm-hmm. we actually started experiencing anything like that. Well, and and we talk all the time in every every podcast we do, every interview we ever do is it's communication and communication mm-hmm. is the key. And I think as human beings and 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 it's valid that everyone has this fear of being left or being cheated on or being hurt by your partner and that, you know, somehow that someone's out to get you. And so they hear our story and they think that because we, we share and that we have these sexual experiences with other people that somehow we are trying to harm the other person. And that's, that is never, ever, ever what it's about that we communicate throughout the entire thing that we share all experiences. We are always together when we do any of the experiences and that we always end the night together. Mm -hmm. And so it's about mutual. I think you've mutual pleasure, mutual pleasure. And you've described it as, as like getting a couple's massage. Yeah. And so you're in the room (laughs) together and you're experiencing, you know, but obviously ultimate couple. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, I I would think it would have to, yeah, I don't think there's room to go (laughs) too far above that. If, if you've ever experienced that you're in the room together and you go to a couple's massage. So both of you can experience that, that pleasure together. And the pleasure is that you're getting a deep massage and that you're relaxed and that you're doing these things. Well, it's it's the same experience except heightened to the level of this sexual intensity and so you're enjoying that your partner is also enjoying something and it's not that you want other people it's that you want to experience these sexually heightened things with your partner and that you want them to enjoy that as well mm-hmm. and it's we're, we're, and we've talked to other couples and and people who like study this Mm -hmm. and, you know, there's this idea that humans weren't made to be monogamous to begin with. Um, and you know, cheating has been lauded and, and it's like, oh, it's been celebrated and like, oh, you cheated. And so we're gonna, you know, we're going to write books about you and tell stories about you and yeah and, and ultimately reward you for cheating but right right and forgive you and all these things and so we've we've heightened cheating up to this thing but but you tell someone yeah we've you know experienced um you know sexual activity in in the room with each other and they're like well don't you don't you get jealous and it's like well I'm there. I like we talked about before it was going to happen. So like, he's not doing anything behind my back. That's, that's one thing. I'm sorry. uh, Go ahead. That's, that's one thing I wanted to ask. Uh, Kyle mentioned a a little bit ago that you talked about this kind of thing for years before you actually got into it. Mm -hmm. Which one of you brought it up first? I, I don't know. Um, I mean, part of it came up because so Lily had done some modeling in Mm -hmm. college Mm -hmm. and and some nude modeling. And we talked about that. And um, we, you know, I was I was very much into photography and and we had we we actually started a small studio together. Mm -hmm. And I it was a lot of fantasy things. It was a lot of fantasy things. We brought in another female model. I think that's kind of where it it really started. It it started as fantasy things. We brought in doing nude shoots of you that we then posted on on sites like Model Mayhem Mm -hmm. and submitted things for competitions. Mm -hmm. And um, they liked my photography and they liked Lily's look and people buying some of my prints and some of the, the photos. And then it became, and then we started well, talking that's kind about of exciting yeah. other people or, you know, there was a bar that bought one of my, my photos that had a cigar in it and some other things. And, but then, um, we did start getting requests for other things. And we, we had some, a female model that we worked with quite a bit. 
And she actually wanted to pose nude with Lily and mm-hmm. recreate a scene from a, a Playboy magazine. Mm-hmm. And so we we did that as a couple shoot, um, did several shoots with her. Um, then we had request, you know, and, and after those, we talked about it, you know, mm-hmm. how did we feel about that? Mm-hmm. You know, um, how, how did that work for us? And were we, were we okay with it? And then we got requests for, uh, couples shoots with, um, Lily shooting with a male model. And so that got us talking about how we, you know, how would that be and all of that? How far would it go? And, um, but in the meantime, we were also, we, we had been traveling quite a bit and we'd gone to, we had stumbled across some nude beaches mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and that also created some conversation that, mm-hmm. you know, I like, I, I vividly remember Lily walking. We had gone to one, we decided we'd go nude and we did. And it, it was both of our first time nude in public and Lily walking down to the, the uh, beach and it wasn't very crowded, but there were a couple of, there were a couple of people there. And I know, I mean, Lily is very eye catching <laughs> and, you know, I, I noticed them, them looking at her and that, you know, we had very open and honest conversations about how do you feel about people looking at you or at Mm -hmm. me or this, how would you feel about people touching you? Yeah. How would you feel if someone approached us? And then it just like, again, it's that whole, if you never approach the conversation, if you never say Mm -hmm. anything and you hold all that in and then you go seek it somewhere else, I think that's where, people start to get their feelings hurt because it's like, well, if you would have just said something to me, like maybe I would have been into that too. Maybe if you would have Mm -hmm. said, can we bring this into our relationship? Or if you would ask me if I want to watch that show with you. (laughs) (laughs) Toys and lingerie. and Yeah. Like all the the bedroom things. We did did end up doing several uh, couple shoots Mm -hmm. with, with the male, with male models and, Mm -hmm. Um, those, those worked out really well. And, and, and one in particular that yeah. we, we had back several times and became kind of a Friends. friend yeah. and, um, and that's one of our other things where, you know, we, we've been to swinger clubs mm-hmm. and not knocking it, but it's not our thing. Yeah. And we much prefer if we're going to do something like that, that it be with somebody that we know and we like, mm-hmm. or, or a couple that we know and we like. So mm-hmm. there, there's a, well, One there's of the a thing, level of comfort, I would imagine. There, yeah. there is, and it's not what everybody needs. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've, I guess I could say I, I, I'm a, a writer for a Lifestyle Magazine, ASN yeah. Lifestyle Magazine. I've been a contributor for the last, uh, almost the last year now. Mm-hmm. And going through the articles, it's interesting that there are some people who ju- would just walk into a swingers club, see somebody and go off to a room with them. And then there's others who are more like us who that's too impersonal. And, you know, we, we'd much rather have that comfort of somebody, you know, a couple or people that we know. Yeah. Somebody Mm -hmm. that we know and trust and like, and, Mm -hmm. um, and always together. Yeah. Yes. Always together. And that's the thing about the clubs too, that a lot of times people will go in as a couple they meet someone and there's different rooms and there's other places that you can kind of go get lost. And that was never really our, our wish to, to go hang out and and be a part that we always wanted to experience things together, which is why that we call ourselves nudist naturist first and swinger second, because we don't go seek out the clubs and seek out some of the, the party type things that, some people in our lifestyle do. And, and, and that's fine. Yeah. One of the things that we tell everybody, you know, through the communication, figure out what works for you as a couple Yeah, and, and then stick with that and, and have your rules and your guide. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, I was going to say, we have a rule that, um, uh, you know, if we were ever doing anything, one of us doesn't take one for the team, right. <laughs> you know, like, if, hey, if, we're not I... the, if we're not in the mood, then <laughs> yeah, it's not good. If it's not good for one, it's not good for both. Got yeah. it. Okay. All right. No, that's, that is a, that's a good rule. It is. Well, <laughs> and, and that's, we have, we have un, unwritten rules, but we have communicated them mm-hmm. time and time and time again, where we talk about something before we actually, um, go to any sort of 
uh, uh, do anything. Do anything. Well, and and the photo shoots are are the grocery store. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the the photo shoots would be a good example of that because we talked about those in detail and what the those would be like, and then. Um, and I, and I, I shot them and directed them and, Mm -hmm. you know, directed both models and, you know, it was, it was something, you know, one of the things we talked about ahead of time is how far would we go and what would we do and where's our comfort level. And once we had that established, it made doing the shoot that much easier and, um, and fun. Mm -hmm. I have to, I have to add this in, and then we're going to get to the actual, uh, process that you went through in deciding to do this um one of your your male models in in the book billy yeah in the first book yeah in the first book yeah billy is is one of the things that i i sort of found myself relating to obviously not the male model part trust me (laughs) it doesn't work um (laughs) but (laughs) but i was uh i related to uh to you kyle as the photographer Having shot nudes myself, uh, I I know what it's like to be able to detach mm-hmm. from what it is you're shooting. And uh, what really helped me with that was the fact that I'm so mercenary. I, I, the whole time I'm, I'm shooting uh, these women, I'm saying to myself, if I make this really good, they'll hire me. They'll hire me. More. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it, in in that way. It was very easy to to stay completely detached to I might as well have been shooting a deer mm-hmm. because of uh what it is that I was looking to gain from the job. Yeah. When I when I read the uh the interactions between Lily and Billy and to uh to a lesser extent, Kyle, you and Billy. No, again, normally when you when you read erotica, everybody is very confident about what they're doing. They're like, of course, she wants me. I don't have to worry mm-hmm. about it. And yeah, well, he can't do without me. And he did. I'm all he thinks about. Blah blah blah. When uh, when Billy is first coming to work with you two, there was uh, there was an awkwardness. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Kind, that kind of came uh, from in in again my opinion him being a gentleman wanting to make sure Lily Mm -hmm. respected that she wasn't being pawed, that they weren't going to go too far. And I could see that if I were in that position, I would be very much the same way. You know, it's, it would be like, okay, um, I know my hand's going to be near you, but please trust me. It's not going to go where you don't want it to. And <laughs> blah, blah, blah. You know, I mean, that would be very important to me. And I'd be, you know, shucks, ma'am. I didn't mean to, <laughs> this or brush that <laughs> and <laughs> the the line in the book that really just kind of made me bust out laughing was geez billy get a good look <laughs> <laughs> and know, believe it or not book. lily actually said something pretty close to that oh gosh yeah that is so so we we say you know we embellish things and mm-hmm. that it's based loosely but that was our, so close that was to... so our first shoot um with our our now you know good friend good friend male model mm-hmm. um that it was because it was this this first shoot and we had talked beforehand and we'd had clothed meetings and we had actually shot this particular male model in other things mm-hmm. nothing nude and, and you know doing his his portfolio for his like modeling stuff and lily would usually assist always assist when i was shooting with models and yeah. and so help direct and and help out and they they looked great together and, and... we were so comfortable with each other but yeah it, <laughs> the first shoot was so was so like that um you know kyle's directing and he's like now i want you guys to stand here or do this and it was very much like is that okay well can i put my hand here do you remember the big flub at the very beginning of that shoot with the wine oh that i spilled it did you spill it or did he i don't don't remember one of us one of us spilled it on the bed we were we were (laughs) we were um uh contracted to do a shoot that was reminiscent of uh, in uh, 70s or 80s, um, a male adult magazine. So like like one of the... Like guy comes home from work in his business suit and woman mm-hmm. is in lingerie waiting with a glass of wine. And yeah. like, 
it, it was supposed to be a spread that was um, uh, a story. Like mm-hmm. there was supposed to be a story to it. And so we had wine and lingerie and oh, it was, it, it got it, awkward at the beginning. Uh, and awkward then, was great. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's funny because Billy, the model mm-hmm. had, had seen Lily's nudes. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we had gone through it to try to keep the comfort level there Mm-hmm. Um, but wine got spilled. We had to change sheets. I think that made everybody nervous. And then yeah. moving around doing doing different um different poses. Um at one, you know, I at one point Lily actually moved his hand to cover her breast. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yeah. the look on his face was priceless. It was, <laughs> oh my God, I'm loving doing this, but oh my God, I'm actually right. doing this. <laughs> right. And, I love and then it, but her husband is right there. No, with, I know. A, with a camera. And and I I and was know trying what to kind of weapon. So <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> well, and I was trying to direct. And I think the other thing that strikes me now is um we were doing it, you know, we were trying to do very artistic poses and had Billy up against a wall and Lily kind of posing in front of him. And I knew he was really nervous. And I think Lily did too. And she finally turned to me and she's like, should I just take my shirt off? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, can we just yeah, can we, we get just... asked this already? Yeah. No, so, I, I understand. And that's and that I think added a an element of humanity to the story. Yes. Uh, you know, as opposed to, as I said before, where everybody is 100% comfortable. This is what's going to happen. Um, I have no fear. We're not awkward. Everything works mm-hmm. out exactly like it's supposed to work, which we all know is a lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but... <laughs> but every but everything worked out. I think that uh, the little confrontation uh, with you, I won't get into the exact language that's used in the book, but essentially mm-hmm. we'll do whatever we need to do to get the shot. Yeah. And, yeah. That's, and that's the only reason it's being done. And and we and that was also very close to the real conversation that we we had is that, you know, we want to do this. We, we don't were commissioned. We were to commissioned. Do we mm-hmm. don't have hangups about this, the sexual aspect of it. It's it's a little odd that, you know, we're doing this as a photo shoot. Right. And <laughs> but we wanted wanted it to be artistic and real. So the, the next time we got together with the, the model, um, we actually we we sat down and prior to the shoot days before we talked about about it and we're very graphic and here's what we're going to do you know Mm -hmm. want to do are you comfortable with that and he was and yeah um he showed up for the uh the second shoot and one of the things we had decided is not to play games with lingerie and all of that kind of stuff so um they were they were both nude right from the beginning Mm -hmm. And, and I said, you know, I want to make sure you guys are really comfortable. So I'm going to, I'm going to dim the lights. I'm going to step out and go, go do some things. And, um, you guys sit on the couch together and and cuddle and snuggle and touch each other. And, (laughs) you know, you remember. Yeah. And, and at that point we were more friends and we had spent time together outside of, you know, doing photo shoots and other things. And so we had become friends and attracted to each other. And so that, that changed things a little bit. And then it changed us and it changed what we started doing past the nudist resorts and Mm -hmm. past that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then um, getting more comfortable with other couples and, and then exploring a little bit more. So it all became, you know, a a ladder of, of sexuality. And Mm -hmm. so, we but were we we took it we took it at our own pace yeah. and i think that was that was important and and when we needed to be we were brutally honest and mm-hmm. um about our needs and wants and and what we cared to do mm-hmm. right what had to happen and you know this is this is why it's happening so the discussions had to take place yeah and that we enjoyed it and so that was a a conversation about well you know what we enjoyed that past being a photo shoot and so what if it wasn't a photo shoot like what if you know we have couples and friends and Mm -hmm. people that we've met and 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 you know ended up meeting other couples and meeting people through the nudist resorts and um that we found ourselves attracted to. And so then 
talking about it that way. Well, it's no longer a photo shoot. Is this, you know, if, if we, it's not, yeah, it's, it's not work as, you know, is this okay? And, and it was, and it was, and Mm -hmm. it, and it has been. Mm -hmm. All right. I want to shift gears just a little bit here because, uh, given the opportunity we i could just go on with this <laughs> but i want to ask about uh, take you way back to the beginning of the conversation uh when you were saying that you had written uh science fiction work mm-hmm. and that you had written uh an, a, an erotica piece and the erotica soul what were you actually looking for what were you expecting when you first started doing the this writing i mean oh uh, that that's how a successful did you think it would be that's a great question i had really hoped the science fiction would take off but i didn't like what i wrote and i'm my own worst enemy and i've since pulled it it was written under a another pen name um and i i have every intention of going back and <laughs> rewriting it i've actually rewritten parts of it but um I want I want something different from that. <laughs> the um, the photographer's story that I wrote, um, I've said this before. It was kind of a um, palate cleanser. A I palette, think, as you said. <laughs> well, I, I read something from an author that uh, a, a sci-fi military writer who said that he writes erotica under a pen name as a palate cleanser to clear his mind. So when he sits down to write his other stuff, he can, he can do it. And I thought, I thought, well, I need to do something like that. And then I didn't think of myself in the erotica author role. And, uh, but we were experiencing this stuff in our lives, mm-hmm. the, the nudism and the swinging. And mm-hmm. it had I, been, you know, years yeah. past. And, and I thought, you know, this is, I, I, maybe I'll just sit down and write this and maybe it's just for myself at first. It's, it's kind of a, a diary or a journal of mm-hmm. what happened and a part of it. And, and I think I've said this to Lily before I was, I knew why we had done what we had done and I was very comfortable with it, but I wanted to put it in writing so that I could look back at it and say, yeah, you know, analyze it. Um, and so I sat down and I wrote the photographer story. And as we've been saying, it's, it's embellished somewhat, but it's very close to especially the photo shoots and other things are, are almost verbatim what happened, but. And our relationship. And the relationship. It's, it's more of a story. If you, if you were to erase all the erotica, it is very much us. Right. Um, that the I love you's and the sentimental things and Kyle being a hopeless romantic <laughs> and, and all, and me being, you know, the, the powerful woman that I am and the, the unapologetic for that professional. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And the professional that I am in, in the business world and all of those things, mm-hmm. oh. um, my alter ego, right. Um, <laughs> All, all of those things you you take out, you strip the erotica away, and it becomes really the story of us. It's yeah. It, it I want it to be a story of life and mm-hmm. of of grow of of people growing together in relationships. And like Lily said, if you take the erotica out, hopefully that's that's what you're left with. Yeah, and, us meeting and and really, I mean, the Kyle character. You ask about the Lily character, but the Kyle character is very much Kyle. And this workaholic, uh, solo bachelor thinking that he's going to do things on his own and he doesn't need anybody and he's just going to sleep around and blah, like... (laughs) Mm-hmm. I'm going to be except I also never considered myself a sleep around kind no, of no, guy, but... no 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 but I mean Kyle <laughs> but, yeah. has yeah it, but very much once we met it was like oh wait this is love and this mm-hmm. is a relationship and this is communication and all you know all those those hurt and the things that happened in the past and 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 I think and hopefully this comes through in in the writing and if it doesn't if you're listening now you get it but um, I wanted there to be this sense of, with Kyle and Lily, what we experienced that, uh, what she was kind of saying just then, 
that there is more to life when you find the right person and you know you can find the right person and and completely change who you are yes yeah like so it, it made it easy for me to write that story and then i i continued the series um and and finished with the book final edit but I also wrote a lot of short stories and, mm -hmm. and many, you know, again, most of the short stories are based on our life experiences. Um, and it's, it's a cheesy title, but it, it's tended to be my most popular books, Aaron's erotic adventures. I, I wanted to kind of portray some stories about couples at nudist resorts that mm -hmm. were loosely based on us again, and loosely but based on stories that, that we had heard. Yeah. People that we've met and, people watching and and we also like to make up stories about other people that we see right so we're one of those we sit and and you know poolside and we're like what do you think i am a people watcher, watcher. yeah yeah what what do you think you know that couple is is up to like well in in the resort you also like those. to make bets on who's going to be staring at lily or <laughs> yeah. yeah like i'm gonna go uh you know rinse myself off in the shower who point out all the people who well, watch and, me when I go that way. And and I need to say this to the listeners. Lily is a bit of an exhibitionist, but not like that. Like <laughs> I enjoyed watching her walk over to the shower to shower off before getting in the pool, but she would always come back. And at some point in the day, I think she knew I, I was enjoying that because people were watching her. It's like, God, I really hate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And sometimes like, Man, I just. You but know. she would often say it with a grin. Yeah. Um, kind of like when she told me she hated playing nude darts at the uh, at the bar, but <laughs> but she played. Yes, yeah, she, she seemed to get over it. <laughs> and and honestly, now that I'm remembering it, the mm. ping pong. Oh, stop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's another episode. We're going to hold. Oh, my gosh. Episode. If you ever have a chance to go to a nudist resort, nude pickleball is the the most amazing thing ever yeah <laughs> just yeah. as a side note <laughs> <laughs> nude pickleball yes yeah. okay yes. first of all let me just say i have no idea what pickleball is <laughs> it's <laughs> it's like tennis tennis and ping pong got together and like decided it was a sport and so and and in fairness we've never played Oh, but, but it's but, but it's watching, a huge, yeah. it's a huge thing at at not only nudist but other resorts and mm -hmm. especially in Florida and all all around now. Yeah, but Pickle, um, pickleball is becoming its own yeah its own thing. Um, but it's played on a, a smaller court. It looks like tennis, but it looks like you're playing with uh, ping pong paddles, and it, it's hysterical. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I again, I can't say anything about the actual sport. I've never seen it. But I think nudity is a lot like hot sauce. Everything tastes better when it's added. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I, you know, I'm I'm down for that part anyway. But uh, let's go on. Mm. Because, uh, again, we have. Um, you've been you've gone into so many things together. Uh, mm. The writing. The photography. You host your own podcast. You've got your website going. Uh, there's a lot that you two are doing together. Was there ever a time when you thought, okay, uh, maybe we need to pull back from this a bit? Or was there ever a time when you ran into an issue that made you consider stopping for a bit? No, no. Um, I think when we started our podcast, so we had been invited onto other people's podcasts mm -hmm. and we had been told several times, you guys really need to start your own thing. I think people need to hear this story. People need to hear this message. And we started thinking, well, what what are people hearing? Like, what are they hearing from us that's a message that we need to get out there? And we started realizing that we had this sex positivity and mm -hmm. we had this, it wasn't just about erotica and, uh, you know, we're on um, full swap radio now and we are getting feedback that says, you know, you guys aren't. Um, it's not uh, sex is great and fun, but it's not always great fun. 
Right. And, well, and, and we're you, real. We try yeah. to be real. And we don't try to be um, uh, vulgar. Um, and I, I think some podcasts try to try to go over the top with they want to shock and have the sex stuff and they want to mm -hmm. talk about that. But we try to be real and we try to bring on authors and we try to get the the indie author community out there and get their stories out and get the yeah. the different sex positivity because there's so many genres and there's so many and flavors just, out there with BDSM and mm -hmm. Hot Wife and um not just erotica though we've we've interviewed writers who write about history and mm -hmm. um mystery and and you know we we I mean, it does tend to be more romance mm -hmm. and then erotica and then other genre genres. But um, our goal is to promote sex positivity and help support the indie author community. Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah, so that uh, that sounds good. I listened to quite a few of your um, of your episodes. Thank you. Uh, the uh, the Yogi Nudist. Oh, <laughs> I love him. <laughs> uh, he was actually the inspiration of for the resort. Really? I love him. Yeah. Have you read that one yet, Zach? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> kind of had that feeling. <laughs> oh, the yogi nudist. Yeah, he's one of our favorite people on the planet. He is just a genuinely nice, good, decent person. Yes. Everything. Yeah. Everything that he says is just who he is. Mm -hmm. I, I I did read that. Uh, and, and in terms of your podcast, um, Angela, is it Brisky? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Angela, I, I listened to to uh, to that one today, and another. There was another one. Osar, am I saying that correctly? Oh yeah, Osar. Osar, Osar, yeah. Osar, Osar. And and his girlfriend slash wife. Mm -hmm. Oh uh, yeah, listen, yeah. Listen to that. She sounded uh, like she was perhaps new to the thing, to the uh, the lifestyle or the concept of it, but mm -hmm. was growing a bit more comfortable as things went on. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I think have, she was uh, more comfortable than Asar. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I find that women typically are. Mm -hmm. That's you know that's just my observation. Uh, limited though it is, I find that women tend to be more open to that mm -hmm. than men. I, I would agree. I, I think a lot of guys have performance anxiety. Well, I think a lot of guys and, like the idea. Yeah. But then when it actually comes to sharing your partner, I think a lot of guys hesitate because we are human beings and we are naturally inclined to say no this is mine <laughs> you oh, can't absolutely. touch my stuff right this <laughs> is a big part of, of being being human but especially mm -hmm. amongst men i think like no no I've, you know i've claimed this territory this is mm -hmm. mine. yeah and so sharing your partner becomes this scary thing where and you always think that your partner is going to run away with someone that yeah. they think is better than you um you know, smarter, hotter, sexier, wealthier, whatever. Yeah. Like you think All they're gonna, love. yeah, yeah. And and that goes to one of one of our rules about always being together when we're when we're sharing or swapping or doing something mm -hmm. like that. So there's no mystery about what went on. You know, like I know I, I, it's hard to explain, but because it's not a jealous thing. It's yeah. not like I'm gonna keep an eye on you kind of thing. It's more like. I want to watch you experience this thing that's really enjoyable. Mm -hmm. And I want you to see how much I'm enjoying myself. And we, I guess, get off on that. Yeah. And, you know, while other couples are like, no, you go have your fun and then tell me about it later. And, you know, the whole hot wife idea is that our thing is sharing it together. Yeah. Right. And, and you know, I, I jumping back to the uh the photography and you you mentioned being able to distance yourself. Most of the time during the shoots with Lily and the the male models, it, it I, I, that's exactly what I did. And then I experienced the the fun, if you want to call it that, afterwards as I was looking through the pictures mm -hmm. and doing edits and going, oh my gosh, that is incredibly 
sensual and sexy and hot. And mm-hmm. that's, that's a beautiful, beautiful picture. Mm-hmm. Or at the end, putting the camera down and at the end, putting the camera down and, and enjoying myself. <laughs> oh, absolutely. There's always, you know, the, the fruits of your labor, but mm-hmm. I understand what you mean when you, when you talk about ca- just capturing that shot perfectly and it's like, that's, that's the reward in and of itself. And then think, and I'm going to get paid for this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. Well, well, one of my favorite is a shot of, of Lily with the male model and, and their backlit. And I, I had this in the back of my mind, how I wanted to do the shot. I wasn't sure it was going to work out. And mm-hmm. it turned out to be one of the most sensual pictures. And, and, and they, they, we shot for three hours, mm-hmm. um, basically both shoots. So <laughs> it was, it was a, um, it was fun, but tiring, mm-hmm. I think, but uh, of out of three hours and probably 700 pictures that that set is probably my favorite That's because favorite. it's just it's beautiful mm-hmm. listen um i want i again i could i could take this on into uh to midnight as if i'm yeah yeah time for this but uh i, I want to say uh i want to give you a chance here to speak directly to the to the audience and i want you to tell them Give them some advice for those people who are uh, who aspire to be writers, who have all of these great stories in their minds, but uh, aren't really sure of you know whether or not they should take the plunge and and publish them. What advice would you give to someone who is uh, considering writing that novel, especially uh, for someone a little bit later in life? Uh, I have I have struggled several times sitting sitting down to write and and Lily knows this I've I, I've struggled with it. What I've found works for me is if I'm really hitting that block, I just start typing. I just start writing ideas down, and I have done that and then come back the next day and said, "Oh my gosh, this is horrible. What was I doing?" and start rewriting it, but often through that process, I'm able to clarify my own thinking and start writing something that I like that's good. Um, So my first piece of advice would be don't quit, just write, just put your ideas down on paper and then, or even if they're terrible, even if they're terrible, and then go back and look at them in a day and say, how can I make this better? Um, Yes. But the, the other thing, and this worked for me, and I know, I, I mean, Stephen King doesn't go out killing people um, <laughs> and doing all of that. So take this with a grain of salt, but write about something that you know, at least to start, because it's easy, it's easy to get into the flow of writing something that you know, or that you experience, or that you have knowledge of, and then just run with it. Well, because this isn't every story about the human condition. Yeah. And so about humanity, whether it's, you know, evil humans doing things or fantasy humans do or, you know, fantasy beings doing things. The the books I wrote for for Halloween. Uh Uh-huh. Those are really popular. They were incredibly fun to write. And they were incredibly fun to do the audio. Yeah. And and do I have any firsthand experience of succubi and And being possessed? and being possessed? No, I don't. <laughs> but it it was fun to write and what Lily and was fun saying to imagine it. and and imagine it. The human condition, I was able to I imagined this group of people going through an experience and how would it impact them? And I just I just let it flow. I you know, we've talked to so many authors who um have written several books and they all start talking about how the characters start speaking in their heads. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I've finally gotten to that point where I have, where I, like, I, I need to go back and write uh, a second version of the resort. I haven't mm. talked to Lily about this much lately, but um, those characters are speaking to me right now and they they have more that they want to get out. So um, listen to your heart and, and, and the write, voices in your head and the voices in your head and, and just write <laughs> positive and ones. Then, positive. Ones. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The final thing I would say is um, 
there are so many easy ways to publish and self-publish right now. Do it. There is an audience out there for everything. And don't don't be discouraged. Just write, publish, and and rewrite. I've actually written rewritten the photographer's story twice since I initially published it because I didn't I'd I'd reread it and I didn't feel comfortable with it. So I don't know, Lily. I'm uh, yeah. I mean, first drafts are are just that. They're first drafts. So you can always go back and make changes. Don't be discouraged or beat yourself up for yeah. something that you don't like the first time. Take what you like and fix it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and just to add a little bit to that, I would say don't make the mistake I did of throwing the whole thing out and starting all over again. Mm-hmm. Simply mm-hmm. delete the little bit of it that you don't like and correct build from there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the the advice that the that Kyle and Lily are giving you, listeners, is spot on. Don't quit. Don't give up. Do just do it. Write it down. Write a little bit. Keep writing a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Keep going. And I'm so glad that uh, that you two said that. Last thing that I want to say uh, is simply an observation. Uh, as I told you, uh, I've read the photographer's story and and several of your other stories. And the photographer's story is probably my favorite one that you've done. But final edit is creeping up on that list. <laughs> uh, final edit is, in my opinion, it's uh, the photographer's story meets the dark night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh it was like, wow, I can't believe this. What who what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't read that right and go back and start over. It was a very, very good, but very, very dark mm. story. I uh I almost feel like I, I should offer condolences <laughs> on 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 the law lo- on I won't say of whom, but you suffered a loss there and yeah. I feel like I, you know, like, you know, let me take you out for soda or something. <laughs> <laughs> Help you get that, over it. Um, that, was, that was a, that was, it was quite a story. It was a tough book to write. And I wrote, I started writing it just pre COVID and, and I have to say the, the lockdown and all of that didn't, didn't help my mental process I wrote several short stories in between there, but, you know, as Lily was saying, uh, go back to roots and write about things, you know, and, and, uh, life experiences. And, um, I drew on some of that and definitely embellished a lot of right, it. Right. Um, but, um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was dark, but I, I, I wanted to, I don't know. I, I, it's hard for me to explain right now. Kind of the same way that you wanted to explore our relationship. Yeah. There's probably familial relationships mm-hmm. that you needed to explore <laughs> and yeah. maybe come to terms with and and have that catharsis in that book and to be able to to speak through that book about some things. So and I think family is can be so such a difficult topic. So I'll leave it Lord, at that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it can. But final edit definitely took a turn, but um, I think I shocked Lily with it. I, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, there was there were so many ways that the photographer's story could go, but I still, uh, you know, everyone should understand that um, that these have very personal like roots mm-hmm. in these books, and so obviously there's lots of fantasy, and we don't have millions of dollars in in. Uh, in although that would be really nice yeah that would be awesome um family (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah uh, haven't inherited millions yeah inheritance and and crime boss um parents but there's there is truth to every story and so um working through that Yeah. yeah um i'm going to uh i'm gonna have to to break this because as i said i'm you know i could could keep going we have to leave a little bit for when you when you uh agree to come back 
Absolutely. And, and, and speak to us again. And I'm hoping that you will. The, the invitation will be offered uh, in the future and might I add frequently. And I hope you'll agree to, uh, to come back. But for the moment, I would like to take this opportunity to thank you, Kyle, and you, Lily, for, uh, for coming on the show and sharing your insights. Uh, it was wonderful speaking to the two of you, and uh, I sincerely hope I get to do it again in the future. We would love to. Yeah, absolutely. We love sharing our story and talking. So we would love to come back. Yeah, and meeting new people. And there's you have so many stories to share, and we've only scratched the surface. (laughs) Uh, Real quick, uh, please give the uh, the address to your uh, to your uh, podcast, the title, and your. Um, it's uh, the podcast is, uh, speak seductively or the speak seductively podcast, uh, with, uh, Kyle and Lily, and it can be found on eight, uh, most of the major, uh, carriers right now. So, mm-hmm. um, Spotify, um, but we do want to give a shout out to full swap radio, full swap radio. that has picked up our podcast. Mm-hmm. So, um, check out the other things that they have there. We also have a merchandise store on full swap, full swap radio. Yeah. So check that out too. You can get t-shirts and things. And kylecannonfiction.com. I'm I'm uh, starting to move some of my books on there. They're still going to be on Amazon, but I wanted a little more freedom to sell the books myself and, and also give some away. So right now, the photographer's story is actually free mm-hmm. on my uh, my web page. All you have to do is go there and find it. Hey, and then we also want to give um, credit to ASN Lifestyle Magazine. Kyle's a regular contributor. And then we also do a uh, video review for each month for that magazine. And so if you're interested in the lifestyle and you are interested in just learning more, definitely pick up ASN Lifestyle Magazine. There, And that's online. And Mm -hmm. I, it's a digital magazine. They they run our reviews on their YouTube channel, and mm-hmm. I also put them up on Kyle Cannon Fiction. So if you go to kylecannonfiction.com, you can find 99% of what, what we do. Yeah. Okay, good. Thank you both very much once again for, uh, for coming on the show. Uh, it, was, it was wonderful. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. And, and for you listeners, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, before you go, please remember to subscribe uh, to the show, uh, The Virulent News, Toxic Habits and Attitudes. I know you already know because you're listening, but I like saying it. <laughs> uh, s- please do subscribe and make sure that uh, you receive updates every time we, we have a new episode or whenever there's news to report. I'm your host, Wayne Bibbs, and I am encouraging you, one, to go to uh, Kyle and Lily's podcast, Speak Seductively. My mouth doesn't work terribly seductively. Speak Seductively (laughs) with Kyle and Lily and subscribe to their podcast and be ready to come back and listen both to my podcast and theirs. Thank you for spending some time with us. I'll be speaking with you very soon, but until then, Take care.